Hi there, and thanks for joining us on this week's podcast, a particularly special episode as we welcome our new sponsor, MIG Insurance. And what better opportunity to talk about the challenges facing the insurance market than this? I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first, MIG.ie. My guest is Paul Cavanagh, who is the Managing Director here at MIG Insurance. Paul, you're very welcome and uh, thanks for joining us on Red Business in more ways than one. Um, We are here in your offices on the South Mall. We have to start with the story that everybody is talking about, which is coronavirus uh, and the impact it's having on every type of business. The insurance market, I'm presuming, like the rest of us, is not immune to the effects of coronavirus. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, obviously, the main one being travel for uh, the everyday person. But as you know, there is no real cover unless the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs actually says you can't go to a certain country. So that's the very important point. And the coronavirus, is, as, as the name suggests, is a virus. And it's a, the SARS was a virus. And what we found during the SARS outbreak was that <clears throat> the leisure industry, and particularly hotels, started to get cover in the event of being shut down but they have to be shut down they have to be put in lockdown where people are quarantined in the hotel so outside that there is very little cover uh, <clears throat> manufacturing uh, being the main one that we would be worried about and, and some of the services for example windscreens have to come a lot of the windscreens actually in ireland come from china believe it or not but uh, thankfully there are spain portugal and poland supplying the windscreens to our motor industry as well. I mean, in such a globalised environment, we're, we're going to struggle with some elements of the supply chain, but it's, it's hard to mitigate. But it's an interesting point, even on the, on the travel side of it, it has to be like the Irish government saying that Ireland, Italy shouldn't go ahead before things are actually called off. So people shouldn't panic and they should follow the official advice. You have to follow the official advice. For example, I'm booked to go to Barcelona in two weeks' time. Unless Spain is put on a lockdown by the Department of Foreign Affairs and we're advised not to go, then I deciding that I'm not going next week for whatever reason, could be a family member, mightn't be feeling well myself, whatever, I just might have the fear, and it's the fear factor. The fear factor isn't covered by insurance. It has to be an event. So the event that we're talking about is that the Department of Foreign Affairs would basically say, sorry, no flights to Spain. No, then we're in an insurance situation. You never really catch a break in the insurance sector, do you? Because there's always something that's going to come along and hit you. Uh, if it's not coronavirus, then we're talking maybe about flooding because there's been so much water has fallen from the sky over the last few weeks. Then couple in all the other challenges that the insurance sector has faced, particularly when it comes to insuring businesses. It's been a torrid couple of months for you guys. It's been a torrid couple of months, there's no doubt about that. Um, flooding is a subject that's very close to my heart. Obviously, being here on the South Mel, but being a resident in Formoy, and uh, in years gone by, prior to 2015, it used to be Clanmel, Formoy, and Mallow would be mentioned first on the news at 6 o'clock when they'd be talking about flooding. Now it's Clanlara, it's the Shannon. So it's moved. Why? Because the OPW have put in an awful lot of flood uh, uh, alleviation work, uh, which has been very successful. So things are changing all the time, and you're dead right. Insurance is very challenging for us. 
that's why we're when you come in every day there's something different on your on your table so it's coronavirus is the big thing in the last few days it has been flooding for the last three months because the last three years we've got very kind weather believe it or not uh, mine feel like it but the weather was yeah i know and I, I have to think about it as well my, myself at times and go you know what was last year like well it wasn't really bad to be honest we didn't have the lockdowns we didn't have the roads closed and all that type of thing but the last three months are really testing and uh, mainly on the western seaboard and the shannon it seems to be very hard hit and you know plenty more weather coming we've had four storms in a row in four weekends it's unheard of really there in, hasn't, there hasn't in our a, time there hasn't been an under 12 rugby match <laughs> played so yeah. far this year can i ask you um about the other elements so so the the non-fluid elements like that business insurance small businesses you know creches being a prime example of a panic in the industry um, that nobody can get insurance the state has to step in and everybody's wondering what sector is next how come we've gotten ourselves into that position where businesses are terrified that they won't be able to get cover? Well, in the last 10 years, really, and you can say it came out of, of the recession, uh, we have become very litigious in Ireland. And we're always looking to blame somebody else. And in insurance, that seems to be very easy to do. We'll blame the school, we'll blame the creche, we'll blame the shopkeeper. A number of cases have been very successful and when you're dealing with children especially children are vulnerable it's, it's hard to quantify what a court is going to decide I, I thought we we kind of sorted that that we, no. we we had books of quantum we had got uh, injury assessment boards we had all of the things supposed to be in place are you saying that we, we still have the same problem that we would have had 10 years ago we need to join up yes we have a huge problem we have to join up all the dots uh, the last government uh, had put in place a number of factors. It took nearly the, the lifetime of the last government to really put the seriousness on this and get all parties working together because there's, there's the judiciary, there's the, the insurance people themselves, the people, the insurance companies, but you've the, the, the uh, medical professionals, assessors, there's all the costs involved in actually making a claim. The whole idea of POIEB as it was at the time, the Personal Injuries Assessment Board, the whole idea behind that was to actually cut costs, okay? But there was a legal challenge to it, uh, which meant that you could have a solicitor and the solicitor could have costs. So the costs have risen and have come back in. As well as that, the judiciary have decided that they will, they will not be told what the maximum claim will be. So the judge on the particular day, depending on the mood, depending on the judge in the High Court, can make any type of a decision. But we need independent judges, we need to judge ah, of course can make their we own do. decision. And, and look, it's very easy to be critical. It is very easy to be critical. By no means, insurance is there to pay the claim at the end of the day. It's once they're legitimate and once they are quantified. That, but there needs to be a quantity put on every injury. You, you made uh, a point there about it has to be a legitimate claim. Um, and, and that has been something that has been accused of pushing up prices in this country. Is it the big bad problem that people think it is, the high volume of false claims going in that affects all of our premiums? It is, it is a problem. And it, it's not the problem that you see. It's been quantified in the courts. So you see a case being thrown out, so we're quantifying that, and we're seeing people having their claim put out. That's fine. 
That's one section of it. There's a completely hidden section here, and it's the fact that we have up to 300,000 drivers on the road who should not be on the road. They are illegal, right? So that is another form of fraud. They have told a lie. We have business people who take a chance and maybe go without insurance or wangle, wangle the story around somewhere and don't tell us the full story, like the courier driver who is actually a plumber. And he hasn't got proper cover. Nothing will come to roost until you get to the claim. Now, I must say quite clearly that the most entertaining and joyous part of my job is handing over the cheque to the genuine claimant. So I don't want to make any bones about that. If an insurance company takes in 100 million and they're paying out 90 million, they're happy. They are happy because there's a a 10% gain there. So there is no problem with paying the claims. I think what really for me has caused a problem is that with all this litigious negligence coming into it, that insurers have tightened up. And before they would pay claims way easier, they were accused of paying claims too easy, and now they have gone too far in the opposite direction which makes me, the man in the middle, in trouble. I'm fighting with all sides. But can I assure all our listeners that we are on your side? That is the job of the professional insurance broker. It's to sit you down. It's to talk to you. It's to advise you and to walk you through the claim. And I can guarantee you, I, in my, I'm 38 years in the insurance industry. I have never, never seen a claim in this company not paid that should have been paid. The perception, again, going to the perception that's out there, Paul, is there's very few insurers left out there. We won't be able to get cover. We're going to have to go with the only available cover and they can charge what they like, otherwise I have to close my doors. Uh, how, how much of a reflection of reality is that? It's a reflection of reality if you don't look at the marketplace. Okay, so back at the tail end of last year we got notice that uh, a certain insurance company had decided that they were no longer going to write cafes and restaurants now we have thousands of cafes and restaurants in cork as an example let alone the rest of the country so we started to look at this and these people the cafes were paying at the time 700 euros nearly every cafe was paying 700 euros then they went and found that the next best insurer was 2,000 euros or 2,500 euros. Per, per year? Or per, year. per year. Right. Now, so it's, 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 a, it's a nice hefty amount, especially if you were only paying 700. We did a research into the market, and because we have 120 agencies here in McCarthy's from all over Europe, we were able to find companies that were able to match that price at 700. And actually, in some cases, we were cheaper. So... The person in the cafe that gets the quote for two and a half thousand, they need to be really looking outside. I know they're very busy, but what I'm saying to them is pick up the phone, have a discussion, and find there is a way around it. There is always a way around it. You've decided to work with the business community, and you have a campaign along those lines. What have you decided to do, and why have you decided to do it? Well, it all started last year when Cork Business Association, via their members, said you are actually doing very good work for the businesses. And they have said that you have been nominated as the best business in Cork, which we were. And that was fantastic. So that got us going 
business people appreciate what we do for them. Because we're here on the Mel, we're able to get out and meet all the businesses locally. But we get out all over the country, all over Cork, we're out there. We will come to you, we will look at your business. Going back to the cafe as an example, what is the cafe doing? Are they just serving coffee and cakes, toast? But it's when they start to move into deep fat frying because they want to do the breakfast. And they start moving into pressure cooking and all the various things that come with that. The risk changes and as the risk changes then obviously the volatility changes and we have to put something in place to make sure that if the employee burns themselves or if a person scalds themselves or god forbid if there was a fire we are there to help them but the insurance industry they're hard to have a conversation with now some of them have gotten better but they're hard to have a conversation with and and you're almost laboring under the expectation all the time that somehow they're out to do you out of what you're entitled to. Is that where you guys come in to try and smooth over uh, what could be quite a fractious relationship if you were dealing directly? That's exactly what we're here for. We are the people who will fight your corner. We have specialists who read the policy documents, who fight the claims. We have outsourced companies who will go and look. And for example, the prime example here in the city is that we had a bit of a problem on the north side last week where somebody's garden came down on top of somebody's house and 12 houses had to be evacuated. We were up there. We were looking at it. We were seeing for our clients, are you okay? If you're insured with an insurance company in Dublin, they won't be coming down from Dublin to see you. They'll just say, well, there's no cover or there's no claim or whatever. But we are here on the ground where in most towns now in Ireland, we've just opened an office in Mill Street and Kinsale. And that's to service the business community as well as the personal community. But the business community in particular need help during this particular time. There was an idea that the broker had gone uh, by the way of the arc, uh, particularly with the advent of online and direct sales and everything. Are, are you saying that there's a comeback and, and that people are maybe having tried it themselves or are, are migrating back towards the broker? I would say most definitely. On, in, when we come to business insurance, you must go to a broker. I'm sorry, if you're going to court, you must go to your solicitor. If you're, if you're meeting the revenue commissioners, you're not going in without your accountant. In business insurance, it's so intricate, as I've just described to you, with the negligence claims, with the, the, corona, the likes of the coronavirus, with the likes of the supplies being stopped coming into manufacturers. We don't, insurance is a vibrant part of keeping the business community working. Uh, another typical example is, is we had a fire in, in a restaurant Uh, before Christmas and the restaurant had to close so that person then has no income coming in and we had to get them their money and get it as quickly as possible so that they will be back open again in April it's a very good story when it goes right and we're there to put it right we have we have the experts here come in and look at look at look at us in the eye and we will tell you quite clearly you are covered and we will get your claim paid. In the United States, there's almost an, a, an urban myth around the idea that the insurer is going to fight you every step of the way. And if there's anything there that they don't like the look of, that, that the insurance won't pay out. We don't have that relationship here, but, but maybe we don't celebrate those stories when they do come through. If we see something reopening after a fire or after something going wrong, we, we never really think about the insurance there we're just happy for the business owner so is, is that a dial you're going to have to shift a little bit as well that the insurance market for all the knocks that it gets for every bit of bad press about someone's motor premium going up by 30 percent 
there's still a lot of good stuff going on out there. There's, a, there's an awful lot of excellent stuff, and if there's one thing the insurance industry can be criticised for, is that they don't do the PR job. They just don't. That's why we decided to put Business First in Cork, to get out there and actually tell clients what we actually do. So we're trying to get our name out there. Come and see us. Traditionally, the broker that was in every town, he looked after everything locally. A lot of them have disappeared. I'll be quite honest with you. Regulation has put huge costs on the likes of insurance brokers. The number of shrinking insurers as well. The whole Brexit situation, which was fobbed off by the last minister, unfortunately. And now to our detriment, we discover that the pound is, is, is dropping against the euro. Why? Because they've decided in the UK to tell us that if they haven't a deal by June, they're going to leg it. That would be disastrous for the insurance industry, for those insurers who have not set up in Europe. So we have been encouraging all our insurers, we have 120 of them, over 100 have already declared that they are completely Brexit aligned. And no matter what happens, we will have continuity. Uh, look, it's been an uplifting conversation. Brexit, coronavirus, uh, we've thrown in flooding a little bit more. Let's finish on a positive if we can, yeah. Paul. Right. The question, no doubt, you get asked more than anybody else is how can I bring down my premium? So let's give the good listeners and viewers of Red Business the advice. How can they do it? Okay, the main areas where, where, where difficulties arose were, were because there's so many cars on the road. That was the first thing. So I can say quite clearly now, motor premiums are coming down. They have slowed. I've done my own studies internally, and premiums have now come down another 4 or 5% this year. Yes, do we want them to go down again? Yeah. But we will never see, you will never see the bottom out of what happened in the market. When Quinn Direct, remember, went bust, Royal Sun Alliance had to get an injection of a half a million euros. Uh, Liberty had to go back to the States and get a couple of hundred million as well. That You won't see that happening again because insurers combined with the central bank have decided, lads, you must reserve. That creates its own problem. It means that we will be paying a higher premium than we were used to 10 years ago. However, it, there will be stability. We're and not when, going to see the crazy hikes again. We're not going to see the crazy hikes again as long as stability remains in there. But we do need more competition. And I spend, would you believe it, at least a day a week trying to create more competition, trying to get another insurer to come into the marketplace. And at long last, after three, four years of nothing, we're now seeing little green shoots. We're getting the phone calls. What is the motor market like? What's the business market like? Could we get in? You've done a lot of work on flooding. Can, can, can we help you? Uh, is there money to be made? Of course there is. There is. But you must be prudent, right? You must look after the clients, look after the business, and make sure you look after the insurer. Because if he gets a raw deal... He's going to leave the country, as so many have. But I think there is green shoots there. I would be, I would be happy that things are going to stabilise and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And on that positive note, we're going to leave it. Paul Kavanagh, uh, Managing Director of MIG.ie, the McCarthy Insurance Group. Thank you for joining us on Red Business in both senses, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Jonathan. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie.
So that is it from us here at MIG. Thanks to them for coming on board as the new sponsor of Red Business. New podcast goes up every single Sunday at 12 noon and you can download them all from redextra.ie. Dave Hennessy was the producer and we'll catch you on the next one.